Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your co-host, Jacob here. I'm coming to you from the future to let you know that my audio in this episode is a little wonky. I was actually trying out a new position in my room where I record, and it didn't work out so well. That being said, Chandler and I have recorded uh, two or three episodes beyond this so far, and those sound perfectly fine. So this is just a momentary thing. If you listen to our previous episode, which you should because it is a companion to this episode, uh, that episode, episode 32, I believe was about Mike Lee's Naked, and that episode I also prefaced that I had some audio issues. So for those two, please uh, bear with me in this audio, and uh, I thank you for listening as always. So please enjoy this episode. All right, should we get into the actual movie of the week? Yeah, the actual movie. <laughs> That's a, yeah. He says. Well, here we go. Sure. So this is slowly becoming a John Cassavetes podcast. <laughs> All right. So our BFI movie of the week is Husbands, which is on the director's list is of it? the BFI okay. top 100 movies of all time list. It is, I believe, one of those films tied at 75 that we're going to be reviewing for many weeks to come. <laughs> but it is it is a work by the John the one the only John Cassavetes mm-hmm. starring Ben Gazzara, Peter Falk, John Cassavetes himself and other people that no one knows anymore. Yeah. It is a 1970 movie. It is described as a comedy drama and it follows three husbands mm-hmm. who are four in the less beginning. like husbands and more just guys. Yeah. As they deal with the death of their friend. So they were a quadruple group. Yeah. A four-person group. And now they're a three-person group. And the movie is about them dealing with the them as a, as a threesome going forward in the future. And their, their uh, midlife crisis, I suppose, is what you would call it. Yeah. Chandler, what did you think of Husband? This is the worst John Cassavetes movie I've seen yet. Mm. It's definitely my least favorite. I'm continued to be why. Well, well, that's what we'll get into, Jacob. I'm I've before I watched this, I recently purchased the John Cassavetes five film box set because, despite my issues with his films, I find him very interesting, and I think it just goes to show the, the more and more directors we talk about, like Mike Lee, who take these ideas from John Cassavetes and refine them just goes to show how much influence he has on film as a whole. Um, But this movie in particular, I just found it to be boring and plotting in to an insane degree compared to his other movies. Cause all of his other movies are to a certain extent, plotless, aimless, character driven, lots of uh, the camera work takes focus of the acting over everything else. Which in movies like Opening Night in Chinese Bookie, I think it's interesting because I find those characters interesting. I hate all three of these characters. And if I'm supposed to, fantastic. But what am I supposed to learn from this hatred? I don't know. <laughs> I bet you're happy that this is, wasn't included in your box set now. I am kind of happy. Because <laughs> you're originally disappointed that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But this did just come out on Criterion. Recently. Yes. Like within the last year. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it goes without saying that I didn't care for this film. <laughs> I think there is no 
denying that Cassavetes is not the director for me. Although I am excited to watch uh, A Woman Under the Influence because that's the only one that I really had a strong positive reaction Oof, to. I'm, I'm very excited for that. And I know, I think I know now why. Why? I think I spent the day today uh, in little breaks between my, my work trying to come to terms with Cassavetes as a director. And I might, <laughs> might write about it a little even more. Oh, God. Um, but here's, here's the thing. Like, Husbands is, I think, the most, for me, every Cassavetes film is the same and yet very different. Yeah. And because of that, I can see your reaction to this one as your least favorite. And this one isn't my least favorite. I actually think it's the most interesting one I've watched what? so far. Wow. Well, I know you didn't like Opening Night. And interesting in that I don't like it, but I am interested by it. That's, like, that's interested me. in asking why I don't like it. In Opening Night, I'm just bored out of my fucking mind. <laughs> this one, I could... I was not, it was not a painful experience, didn't like it, but I was curious to like work with the film. Yeah. And maybe that's just because I'm in the mood to figure out Cassavetes and his relationship with my own opinions on film. Well, that's the thing is that I feel like we have very similar opinions in the sense that we're, when, when a Cassavetes movie comes up on the list... We are simultaneously dreading it and also kind of excited by it. Because I do agree, he's a filmmaker that I think is very interesting and I like to an extent, but his movies I don't find very interesting at all. I find him fascinating, his movies not fascinating, but I also... I, I bought the fucking box set after watching two movies I wasn't crazy about, and two of the five movies are those movies. So I can't explain what it is about him that I find so appealing, but I do like to understand. I feel like I'm missing something. In this movie, more than anything, I felt like, what are, what is it about these movies that people love? Because there's obviously the, the acting-centric focus of these movies, which in something like Opening Night, I think is amazing, because I think Gina Rowland's amazing in that movie. In this, it's so clear that these guys are improvising. Because they have nothing to say, <laughs> ever. My favorite little tidbit. So here's the thing. I don't think you're wrong. I think this is a bad movie. <laughs> and that's like, I'm, I'm going to just state that as a film that is on the BFI list. I don't think this is a good movie. <laughs> and it's, it's because I don't think you're missing anything. I think the fact that you get this strong feeling that you feel like you're missing something, that's the issue with the film. And I, it suddenly made a lot more sense as I was listening to the commentary, which was very interesting, that Peter Falk, in the beginning part of the shoot, before they went to London, was completely lost. Like, didn't understand at all what Cassavetes wanted from the character. And that just was like, yes, I don't know what Cassavetes wants from any of these characters either. <laughs> like, I get to the end and I'm suddenly... Not suddenly, because I've been thinking about the entire film. Like, I don't know who they are, really. For a film so acting-focused, with such interesting... Like, they're good performances, I guess. But they're not great, because I don't understand the characters necessarily any better than I did after the first ten minutes. Yeah. I kind of get Ben Gazzara's character, a little bit. 
Because he gets the most time. We get the yes, most... But he has... What? As I said before, we we understand things through contrast, through comparison to other things. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one that we get a good, solid contrast with his family. We get to see his family, his interactions with women, and the interactions with the group. Yeah. And those help define him more than the other characters get. Yeah. The, the, this movie's called Husbands, and I don't know why. <laughs> Aside from Ben Gazzara and his wife, and at the end when Cassavetes gives stuff to his son, there's not much as far as the role of a husband in this movie. And the thing about this movie that is especially frustrating is that I was kind of digging the first five to ten minutes. I liked this grief angle. But then they forget about it. <laughs> I, I cannot agree more that I think up until the the drinking singing scene. Oh, God. <laughs> I was into the film. Not completely. It yeah. was still there was still some distance. Yeah. But I think like the beginning was well paced. It had a certain quick rhythm to it as comparison to a lot of other Cassavetes film. And then he gets to the scene and then it really slows down. Well, I was very interested by by the first five to ten minutes. Then I watched them play basketball for three minutes. And then I watched them swimming for two more minutes. And I'm like, okay. And then I watched them verbally abuse an elderly woman for like ten minutes. These scenes feel so long. So, so long. And it's, it might be just because it, they're all typically one take with very little coverage. Or maybe it's because they just feel like giant improv scenes where all these actors are waiting for the other actors to make something happen and then it never does. And your part, part of you is like, oh, is that because that's what real life is like? That we just sort of go to the flow? But at the same time, these actors who are improving their lines, I feel like they're giving us fragments of emotions. They're speaking in ways that they sound like we're jumping into their conversations halfway through, but we've been there the whole time, so we know we're not doing that. And I'm just so needlessly confused. Not even confused in a, in a plot sense. I know what's happening. I'm confused in what are these people thinking? What is the director thinking? What? <sighs> yeah. It, so I have another Mike Lee quote that I'm bringing up. Mm-hmm improvisation doesn't happen at all in this film. (laughs) It's something that I don't feel is as good what happens when you write it precisely and when it is shot in a precise way. I'm going to have to agree. (laughs) It's something that I don't feel is as good as when what happens when you write it precisely and when you shoot it in a precise way. My whole issue with Cassavetes (laughs) that I figured out is that he is admirable for his dedication to actors and, but focuses so much on the actors that he neglects the other aspects of film to such a degree that you are unbounded and you have nothing to ground yourself through understanding that Film needs, you need structure of some kind in a film. Like, it's almost like he's working in a different medium, or at least he thinks he is. And then I tried to think, like, what about theater? He doesn't like theater. theater. Theater has more goals and and points than this does. Yeah. It's like, 
the feeling I get after watching a Cassavetes film is like, let's say you are running a film festival. Yeah. And you go into a, a, a meeting with all the other festival selection committee members. And by the end of that meeting, you're supposed to pick out the movies. Yeah. Except you spend two hours sharing your thoughts about how the festival uh, should be catered. And you just have this meandering conversation where everyone's expressing themselves. And then you get to the end of the meeting and you're like, well, what the fuck did we actually say? <laughs> like we, we, we came here for a reason. Yeah. This room, this meet, like the idea of a meeting is to come to some kind of conclusion. The idea of a film is to have some kind of thematic or character um, idea expressed. Yeah. And you get to the end and like, well, there's a lot of ideas expressed, but there are so many ideas so quickly, so randomly, so uncomposed in any kind of structure that I have n- I get nothing out of this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't even think improv is bad. I think improv, no. I, th- I like Judd Apatow movies. There's this. It has its place. Yes. There's this show I like called Nirvana the Band the Show, which is just a, a comedy show where they have an idea for the episode and they sort of go out and they film amongst real people. And based on how those people react to what they have, they, they, they pilot the direction of the episode in various directions. But the thing is, this doesn't even feel like improv to me. It sounds like people don't know what to say. Like there's the very specific moment in this movie where Ben Gazzara, I think he's talking to Peter Falk. I don't remember. He's like, you know what you are? You know what you are? I'll tell you what you are. You're a... I wish I could tell you what you are. And at that moment, I'm not thinking, oh, he's flabbergasted. I'm thinking Ben Gazar doesn't know what the fuck to say because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Nobody knows There's what's going part on. where very similar that Peter Falk is like, you know, you know what I want? You know what I'm trying to get at here? I don't know. And it's just like, <laughs> if you don't know, then who does? I don't. Yeah. <sighs> But the thing is, even in the movies, I still think Chinese Bookie and Opening Night, as flawed as they are, I like those movies. To me, they are good movies. There is nothing about this movie that I enjoy. It is long. It is aimless. It is devoid of any sort of meaning. The performers aren't even great because they don't know what to say. And they're not great improvisers. So I understand that Cassavetes, as a director, his whole aim is to bring out the raw humanity in people. But you need to shove them in a direction of some sort you have to guide their humanity so they know what they're working towards this movie is not about anything it starts off as grief and then it's a domestic drama and then it's a movie about youth and aging and then it just is a movie about fathers at the end of it the moments that i liked best were they decide to go to london at one point yeah like well that's an interesting decision that tells me something about who they are the funeral and how they act during the funeral. That's interesting because we know how someone should act during yes. the funeral. And then they act differently in relationship to how we understand that sort of event. But when they are just doing things. So structure, I think, comes in many forms. And I don't mean like narrative structure. Yeah. I mean, structure is like how we understand film as a medium. It comes in like there's narrative structure. There's thematic structure tonal structure setting can be a structure with which to base a film on i think like think of the lighthouse the lighthouse is framed through its setting and its tone and the rest of it can be very 
wild and out there because you at least understand and are rooted through these basic tenets mm-hmm. of storytelling. Yeah. I don't know where they where the fuck they are. <laughs> I don't know why it could be in any city, it doesn't matter. They go to London and that's one of the few things I like is cuz there's a little bit a little bit of character, a little there's bit of setting. There's a like lot of setting cultural juxtaposition there, which I find interesting. But they don't do anything with that. <laughs> it's too little too late. Yeah. Also, it it's also I was hearing about how Cassavetes was directing and Peter, I think either Peter Falk or Ben Gazzara would ask him, like, what do you want? And then Cassavetes would just go on a, a long ramble. And then Peter Falk turns to uh, Ben Gazzara and says, what does he want from me? Oh, he wants you to go over there. <laughs> and that's like what I feel like is like Cassavetes spends all this time doing all of this when he should have just like, oh, go there. There's Be direct. I don't know. Honest. Like honesty, film is is a medium that isn't about real life. Well, it can be. And you shouldn't... It can be, but there is... I'm, I think I am more than a lot of people aware of the artificiality of film because I don't instantly connect with the character just because they are they feel real yeah. or something or this mystical idea well, that Cassavetes... I do, I do think realism is overrated in general, but... The, <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. No, it... Well, all I'm saying is that, yes, Cassavetes is great at getting humanity out. He 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 gets these actors and what you see on screen is them. They convey all of their real emotions that they're feeling onto the screen. The problem with this movie is that these these actors are honestly fucking clueless and it translates onto the movie. <laughs> and you know, even the other movies, like I said, I found things to enjoy. I'm just frustrated by this movie. So, so frustrated. Because I can see the potential here. And there's so many little parts that I'm like, okay, if you just took that and ran with that, I would be happy. But you didn't. <laughs> it's so unfocused. Yes. more, And that's saying something for a John Cassavetes movie. There's... This is another thing. is I like, I never find Cassavetes films visually interesting. This one was but a little there bit. were a few shots in this film that I thought were interesting. Particularly, he shoots... Um, there's two or three scenes of the three of them fighting on the streets of New York. Yeah. And it's this super telephoto lens where the background, you see the huge buildings behind them and all these people, mm-hmm. and they're so out of focus. And they're like right in the, the, the plane of focus. And it's a great shot because it tells you... It, it visually communicates that these three are in like this, their world of their own as a group. And they're just this kind of unit within this larger landscape of New York. That's an interesting shot. The rest, I feel like he planted the tri- the camera on a tripod and just told the cameraman, oh, just follow them around the scene and make sure they're in the shot. Yeah, that's the thing is that there's not a lot of jarring technical elements here, like weird ADR and weird cuts. It's a pretty consistently competent movie that is just wasted on the most inconsistent, incompetent story. I actually enjoy a lot of the way he shoots because he's very, as an actor centric director, he's very focused on faces. And I especially enjoy that in the beginning at the funeral. 
It's just you never see the pastor giving the eulogy. It's just nothing but cut to close up, cut to close up, cut to close up. I enjoy the 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 way that the drinking singing scene is shot and the subsequent bathroom stuff. But I do agree a, a majority of the time it's just the cameraman, like everybody in this movie, is just as clueless. And they don't he doesn't know where they're going, he doesn't know what's gonna happen, he doesn't know what to shoot. But it's not like William Friedkin who imbues it with a documentary like sort of sense of energy. It's just improv for people who don't know how to improv in every facet of the film. Every facet. So yet another analogy that Cassavetes has been um, compared to uh, like cinematic jazz. Oh, does that make sense? No, it does. It makes too much sense. Okay. But I'm going to disagree with that ever so slightly and be like jazz works sometimes <laughs> because there are different instruments that work together in, in harmony with yeah. each other that there are musicians that are each their own voice, but they are working in concert together. What Cassavetes does is like jazz, but Cassavetes just shoots all the other instruments until there is just like the trumpet is left. And then the trumpet player continues playing as if there's a band around him, (laughs) but there's nothing else. It's just noise. It, it's a jazz band on Zoom where everybody knows what they're playing, but the connections are all varying, so they don't know when to jump in. <laughs> there's a, there's another one. I agree. So this this isn't even your least favorite? No, because I find it so fascinating. Okay. Interesting. Well, what's your favorite then? Is it Chinese Bookie? Of, that we've watched and talked about on this podcast? Yes. Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Yeah, okay. Because that one's got genre elements that I find interesting. But yeah, he captures real life really well. And that's what I'm going to say positively about Cassavetes. He captures feels. Yeah. Real. It feels real in a visual sense and it feels real in a performance sense. But it's just what they're saying that feels so in between real and not. He captures the the idiosyncrasies of conversations of where. You people often have conversations with groups of friends where they're just kind of all over the place, yeah, yeah, and meandering and mixed up, and people have like mixed goals. They don't know what they want to do. They have mixed motivations, mm-hmm. and that like it, it all feels there in theory, but it also feels like we're watching a moving target, yeah, of where like we're supposed to be aiming at something, but it keeps moving. Another movie I watched this past week was. Uh, uh, Heart of a Dog, which is a visual, like a a spiritual visual essay. It's in the Criterion Collection. I recommend it. It's very interesting, interesting. as a film. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like F for Fake in that. Oh, okay. Not at all tone wise, but it's a visual essay film. Yeah. Anyway, so there in that film, which is why I thought of it. There's a Kierkegaard quote. I just want to preface that because I normally don't automatically think of Kierkegaard quotes in my normal life. <laughs> but he, uh, Kierkegaard said, life can only, can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Yeah. And I feel like the idea of Mike Lee as a director is he lets life exist in improv before, and then he comes, he is the one that comes to terms with that. 
he internalizes it and figures out what needs to be structured here yeah. in order for it to be comprehensible to an audience and as a narrative and as a film. And then puts it into, reconstructs it, looking back at it. And that's why it works. And this is just, he's just giving it to us. Full stream, 24-7, just constant noise. A barrage of actual improv. Yeah. Feels real, I guess. <laughs> because I'm confused. But doesn't work. Because there's nothing to ground yourself. Nothing to understand. There's nothing that ties it all together. Even if it was awkward gibberish, at least if it was awkward gibberish about grief the whole time, I'd be a little more interested. But no. Does this belong in the BFI? No. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, get it the fuck off. <laughs> I... Okay, so I feel like when we get to the last Cassavetes movie, we should do a double pairing that in Mikey and Nikki because Mikey and Nikki is the best John Cassavetes movie that he didn't even fucking make. It he, with that one, there's so much imp- improv in that one, but it, but works, it works because you have a goal. Yeah, you have a character who is worried, who is trying to save their life, life. Yeah, and another character who is trying to follow them, and then. You don't need much plot beyond that. Yeah. Because they are interesting performances. But you need something in the beginning. Uh, and the thing about this, I, I struggle to understand why not only is this on here, but there's so many Cassavetes movies on this list. There are four. And I think the director's list is very telling because the reason I'm so interested in Cassavetes as a filmmaker is so many people that I respect love this guy. Paul Thomas Anderson, the Safdie brothers, Barry Jenkins, Mike Lee everybody loves this guy and i'm starting to wonder if they're just they're pranking me they could be pranking me but i think I, will... I think it's like it's one of those things where the the pendulum of of opinion yeah was originally very negative towards cassavetes when it was first released yeah that no one really liked it and pauline kale in particular i was reading some of her stuff on that just loathe Cassavetes and there's this one anecdote that the uh historian on the commentary said that after the premiere of the movie of Husbands I think it was they were in a taxi cab together on the way to a party and they got into a fight in the taxi cab Pauline Kale and John Cassavetes and Cassavetes threw her shoes out the window <laughs> there's there was so much dismissal of his films in the beginning that was unjustified and that a few years later, people when went back to his films and looked at them and like, wow, there's something to be learned here. They're really great. Yeah. And then the pendulum kind of swung too far in the other direction of where it, it was blinded by the fact that it was so maligned when they first come out. And the reality is somewhere in the middle. It is. Because there's also a, a huge part of why I like him is – for the 60s and 70s, that insane DIY attitude was virtually unheard of. To get a movie made now is hard, and it's fucking easier than it's ever been. But back then, the man's drive and ambition is admirable. The fact that he kept doing it is admirable. But then when you really just look into how he made his movies, you're like, okay, I get it. All right. You're an actor who wanted to direct, but you never get you didn't let go of that goal after your first few movies sucked. Yeah, when we get to the last Mike or uh, the last uh, 
John Cassavetes movies, I'll watch the three hour documentary. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little retrospective, but until then, please, what is the next movie? I need to wash my brain of this. Well, before I just want to say that husbands and naked, I think are a good pairing because people can watch them and figure out like what style of film do you like? Because I think there are people who like this Cassavetti style. There, there are and lots it, of people. It's either your thing or it is not. And I think in a, in a more kind of general sense, it doesn't work, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work for some people. And Naked, in terms of directorially, feels very is very actor-based, but very scripted and very yep. intentional. And this is very actor-based and not scripted, not intentional. And the two films are also kind of midlife crisis films or crisis of what are you doing in your life kind of films. So thematically, also Husbands is kind of a dark film in some scenes. Well, like lit lighting wise. With his wife, yeah. Oh, and the last thing I wanted to mention, that's real beer that they were drinking. I knew during the I was thinking about it the whole time. I'm like, they got the foam really right. Cassavetes in in a single shot downs three beers. (laughs) In the shot. That's wild to me. Well, one other quick inspiration I want to give you from Cassavetes is I think that Tom Cruise really likes John Cassavetes as well because I had no idea that he was as short as he was until they reference it multiple times in this movie. And then I look him up and he's 5'7". I'm like, oh, he's 5'7"? He always looks massive in his movies, or at least decently tall. But yeah, he's a short guy. Because he's the director, he shoots himself down. Yeah, but if you're the director and you shoot yourself down at the same time, then why would you include these these allusions to you being short? And then I'm like, well, look at him with the other people. And then I'm like, oh, Peter Falk and Ben Gazzara are not exactly the tallest guys. So, yeah. So, influences everywhere. I see the list over there, so I'm not 100% sure. I don't have it. It's I'd have to go digging for it behind my desk. Okay. Um, I think our film next week is Casablanca. Hey! Hey! Oh, finally! <laughs> Which we're going from the epitome of independent films to the epitome of classic Hollywood studio yes. movies. Oh, oh, thank God! But, oh, thank God! Here's—I'm not sure what we should necessarily watch as a pairing with that, but I would like to suggest something. Yeah. Um, and I would like to to dub. The year 2019 as the year that keeps on giving <laughs> in terms of cinema. Okay. And I think it has much more to, to give because I the other day I watched a Taiwanese film on, on Netflix called A Sun. Okay. Which hadn't heard of it. It was at, I think, the Berlin Film Festival or the Venice Film Festival. Did well. Got good reviews. Um, and it's Edward Yang-esque okay. of a film. And it was good. I wouldn't say it's like a, it's not great. It's not bad. It was more than worth my time, though. And so I think there's plenty more films. We can keep milking 2019 so you for want quality do, content. Should we do that one then, A Sun? No. Oh, okay. I want to watch something new. What we haven't watched and what has gotten really great reviews is Baccarat from Brazil. Never even heard of that. No? I haven't. Is it? Is it? Con, I think. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I must have missed it something. You should look into, and if you're interested, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I okay. think we'd have to rent it. 
That's fine. I read most of it. It looks really good. 